Welcome in, Irish NFL show. I'm not on mute. It's Tuesday night. I want to say it's Tuesday night, boys. It's it's been a, it's been a long night. It's been a long it's been a long day. It's been a long season, off season. Let's just bring him in first off. We've got the lads here, as we can all see, presented by Punda Arena. But we got Jeff Reinbold in Hawaii. Jeff, mahalo, brother. Mahalo, mahalo. Uh, how are you guys doing, man? It is awesome to be on my other island. You are Ireland is my other island. <laughs> I was telling Jeff, boys, it's, it's Paddy's Day next week, so we're going to try and get J- Jim Kelly back on. Or, Brian, what's your plans next week? St. Patrick's Day, obviously, big, big NFL week. It's also, Me? It's also a big Are week. Are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've no it, I, I, I thought you guys would go like go missing next week because it's St. Paddy's Day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we would if we had some pubs to go to. They're still, we're still in lockdown. I was going to ask you what the over and under on Guinness is for next weekend with you guys. <laughs> Here, fly over and see the crack. But Colm, pleasure to have you on as well, my friends. Pleasure. Yeah, good. Uh, there's lo- there's an awful lot happening. Uh, Jeff, I think if it was a normal Paddy's Day, we would have to put a tracking device on Brian. Uh, so <laughs> keep an eye on that for Paddy's Day 2022, perhaps. Well, I tell you what, man, when when as soon as they lift, as soon as they lift that blackout on the pubs, man, it's going to be a free for all in Ireland, I'm sure. <laughs> carnage, carnage is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> talking about carnage though lads there is nothing worse than going to bed thinking last night you know what happy days i've done my work for the day 11 55 comes and ian ian Rappaport has the audacity to tweet out that Dak prescott uh, has signed a, a new deal with the cowboys the audacity boys the audacity at nearly midnight last night jeff i'll start with you you sort of mentioned it on your show previously there Big money, but you think it's obviously a very wise move for for, for the Cowboys. I, I think it's a win-win deal. I mean, this is one of the best deals I've heard of because you, you're talking about a win for Dak, obviously. Anytime you're going to make that kind of money. And, you know, when you look at a contract, especially a free agent contract, once you get into the second, third contract in the league, a number of, a number of guys will never get to the final year of that contract. So whatever's at the back end of that contract is really kind of nebulous. But – when you talk, when you look at this contract, you're talking about 160 with a guaranteed of over 120 and a 66 million dollar signing bonus. And the significance of it for the Cowboys, however, is it's really going to help them. Had they cap, excuse me, had they tagged Dak with the franchise tag, he would have been 15 million dollars more expensive against the cap than this contract. So. The Cowboys win because they get some space in, in, a, in a bad cap situation. Dak wins because he signs his name. And I don't know, maybe other than Mike, the only guy I've ever heard that can sign his name to a contract and bring in $66 million. <laughs> and, and, and then on top of it, $120 million of that is guaranteed money. So it's continuity at, a, at the most critical position. For a team that we saw his impact when he got hurt last year, he's a great leader. He's a great guy in the community. He's all the things you want a franchise quarterback to be, and he's going to be in Dallas for five more years. And I think that's big for the Cowboys. Colin, you think it's a good deal for the Cowboys? Jerry finally got to get gets his man. And honestly, it's one thing we didn't talk about Jeff earlier on, but Colin, you know, Dak Prescott went down week five last year, and for for a split second, man. 
all sorts of questions being asked. And I, I am personally very happy for him that he's, that he's got over the line in that sense. Yeah, those questions were answered pretty quick, uh, given the quarterback play that they saw for the rest of the season. So uh, if there were any, any quarterback questions at all, uh, I think the fact, look, Dak has been uh, a revelation given where he was drafted and what he's done with uh, that team. Um, he was having a, a career year before he got injured last season. We know he's the guy Jerry wanted to to bring back. And I think if Jerry had his time again, I reckon that Dak would have got the big contract early on rather than Zeke. Um, I, I think they hopefully will, will lessons will have been learned. The, the Cowboys had been known for kind of that robust line and really protecting Dak. And then that kind of slipped away a little bit, I feel, over the last couple of years. Um, you know, we had Ron Leary come to, to the Broncos. They had a few other guys leave. They just haven't been uh, quite a, as stout. Uh, I think Dak, um, you know, is uh, when you look at, at the stats, uh, he is up there. He deserves to, to be, you know, a, a high paid QB. Look, the contracts only go um, kind of one way. Mahomes set the bar. Nobody will be surpassing that for a little while, but that will eventually be surpassed as well. To me, this makes a lot of sense. You you want to keep your, your best players. Everyone we talk to says that Dak is a great guy on and off the field and a real leader in that community. So I think the, the Cowboys overall, yeah, there'll undoubtedly be some quibbles, I'm sure, with some fans saying they've overpaid. I think the Cowboys themselves and Jerry Jones will be very happy with this deal. 60 odd million signing bonus uh brian as a giants fan you must be relieved that the cowboys now have continuity for a number of years i'm gonna i'm gonna be the wild card here um as a giants fan i wouldn't put Dak in the top five quarterbacks and if you look at the division at the moment um yes there's consistency in dallas philadelphia have problems at quarterback washington at the moment don't have a quarterback um Dak is a very good quarterback, and it makes sense for the Cowboys to do this deal. And just on the numbers, you're talking about being overpaid. He's going to earn 29 million more than Russell Wilson over the next four four years, 35 million more than Aaron Rodgers over the next four years, and 49 million more than Deshaun Watson over two years. So his financial team are are geniuses, you know. But the Cowboys were in a precarious situation; they couldn't not sign him up, and the longer this dragged on. And if you think back to last year, they were saying they were talking about a five-year deal would be a four-year deal. Effectively, he got the five-year deal last year because he made 32 million on the franchise tag last year. He's got another four years with a potential to void the contract. And the way the NFL is positioned these days, and the age, he's on the right side in terms of his career. He could be back at the negotiating table with Dallas if he has the career that people expect him to do within three years. So he's definitely the winner coming out of this. Dallas are the winner in the sense that they've got it wrapped up in the long term. <clears throat> but he comes out, he's coming out of this, to, you know, on the right side, very much. So. I think I think you're right. And I think that one of the things that's interesting about this, when you, there are two clauses in this contract that make it unique and, and I think special for him. Number one is the no trade clause. And the other thing is the no, no cap clause. He has the ability where they can't cap him if he chooses not to be capped. So... I mean, that's a lot of power given to the player. But, you know, we can say what we want. And it's always interesting when you start comparing quarterback, especially money, because you got to go. There has to be some historical perspective to it because Russell did his deal. How many years ago? Aaron did his deal. You know, it's 
it, they never go down, man. I'm telling you, they never go down. And think about this. What is going to happen with the cap? Well, next year it's going to shrink, but do you think it's going to keep shrinking? Not unless there's some other, you know, we got another pandemic on the, on the horizon, right? So when that cap expands again and DAX money is a finite, it's not a percentage based contract, right? So it's a finite number, which is $15 million cheaper than capping or tagging. And now as, as in a year, year two of that contract, year three of that contract, the, the salary cap goes up. He becomes what? He becomes even a bigger bargain against the cap. And so I think it's shrewd by the accountants and the lawyers and everybody else that got involved in this thing on both sides, on the Cowboys side and on the player side. Jeff, we got a couple of comments here from people watching. Uh, what, the, the, the names have gone off for me, but one lad, I think Colm says, uh, Jeff Reinbold, the goat. Jeff, have you any Cheltenham tips with a horse emoji? Uh, we can we can probably come back to that at some point. <laughs> um, and there's there's a lot of quotes about money and, and Dak Prescott. Um, conscious of, of the fact that we, we have you for a certain amount of time, Brian, do you, do you want to just add one more point to the Cowboys there? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, he's also fortunate. He's, he's playing in Texas where the federal tax and the... Uh, yeah, there's no state tax. Yeah, yeah there's no yeah. state tax. Yeah. That's exactly so, yeah. right. That's a great point, Brian. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. I tell you what, boys, my phone. This must be what it's like being Jeff Reinbold. My phone's going off all day. Ian Rappaport, Tom Palacero. It, it can't be easy, Jeff, I tell you. It can't, it can't be easy on a hey, 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 hey. While you're name dropping, why don't you just drop the biggest one that you threw on me today? Because no, 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 can, no. You can't, you can't release that? No, no. I'm talking about like we've we've got them on auto tweet. I'm just talking. About, I, I I don't I don't know. I Tom thought you. I thought you. No, I thought no. you said you had Tom Pelissero calling you. I was like, damn. But you know what, when, he's when in a, he's me, in a WhatsApp group with them, Jeff. When you hit when you hit me with that other one this morning, I was like, you guys are like got it going on over there. When are you going to announce that? Um. 11 or so tonight these guys know who it is but sure it's grand it, it, it'll be a bit of a rich uh, announcement to, to me yeah it will be it will let's be. say here i i, I look jeff I, I don't know how I, I don't know how long we have you on the show here for so I, I, i'm conscious of the fact that you, you, you have to get your brunch uh okay the bears have tagged alan robinson jeff what's your thoughts not obviously one of the top rated wide receivers on the market going into this free agency will not be available um do you think he'd be traded? <laughs> um, I think I think this is really important that people understand this. One of the things, one of the functions of the tag is it allows the club to negotiate solely with the player during the period of the tag up until I think it's uh, when you go to camp. So now this allows the Bears and Allen Robinson to really do the hard work that it takes to put together a contract that Allen Robinson that will keep Allen Robinson in Chicago for a long, long time. They need to get this done. The Bears need to get this done. Now, you're talking also about an organization that historically has not been an organization that, I mean, they throw money around like manhole covers. I mean, it, they just don't spend a lot of money. And this will be an acid test to me about what the McCaskey family and the Bears organization wants to do. This is a great player, and this is a great guy, and this is a guy the Bears need to keep in Chicago long term. Colin, imagine Russell Wilson with uh, with uh, Robinson, a uh, wide receiver. 
I bet Alan Robinson is imagining Russell Wilson. <laughs> I, I have a lot of sympathy for Alan Robinson. Um, he's a great wide receiver. He's really good. And he has, um, you know, had to play under, um, you know, not not the greatest quarterback uh, conditions. And he's still produced. Uh, and he, he's just gone about his business. And I, I think maybe he was hoping that uh, there might be pastures new. Um, I mean, he I don't know if, if people saw that earlier in the offseason, there was a, a lecturer who did a class uh, around the free agency and talking about the tag and stuff. And Alan Robinson actually showed up in the class to, to talk about it himself. I I think where wherever he goes he's a he's a guy who you know is is a, an absolute weapon uh, i would love um either to see the bears bring in a, a qb i think the bears are long suffering i mean if there's a, a fan base in uh, the league that deserves some decent qb play it's the bears they're a storied franchise but they've never really had that great qb play i would love to to see that happen um, but I, I would, if he, if it isn't gonna, if they aren't gonna get that done, maybe if they, if they trade him, they get um, picks and he gets to to play uh, somewhere. But uh, he is a, a very, very uh, good wide receiver. My my first thoughts on this was actually the Detroit Lions in a strange way because they've decided not to tag Golladay, yeah. and he's the other, I suppose, the other standout wide receiver competing against Robinson potentially going into free agency. He's not getting tagged. So now you're going to have a situation where teams aren't going to be negotiating with, with two two players in the sense to try hopefully pick up one of them. Galladay is going to be the prize asset. Who's going to who's going to get him? It probably takes a lot of teams out of market. From a selfish point of view, the Giants, I felt that that could be a player at wide receiver. We need a playmaker that the Giants will go for and probably still will go for him. But the likelihood is now he's going to get several substantial offers and he'll go, he will he will end up getting a lot more probably than he, he would have got if Robinson was on the market. You know, this is a really interesting thing because Gall- Galladay, and you, you mentioned about your Giants and you you know how your Giants need playmakers. And this is a great kid, great playmaker, uh, got toughness, got size, got speed, got all the, all the qualities. And, you know, it's interesting that the Lions chose not to tag him and let him go to free agency. Now, that doesn't mean they won't continue to try and negotiate with him. It just means he's going to go to free agency and he'll be able to negotiate against everybody or with everybody. I, I, I think if, you know, if the Giants can make a play on a guy like this, they certainly have a chance. But the question is going to be, again, as the cap goes back down to that 180 floor that we're talking about, are you going to be able to afford this guy? Now, they're a little bit lucky because – they've got a quarterback on a rookie contract and that gives you some flexibility, but you look at that team and does that mean you got to get rid of a soldier? Does that mean you got to get rid of, you know, one of those veterans that have the high price tags in order to bring a guy like this in? But they, I agree with you. you, The giants are desperate for playmakers. And when you say that, look at what's happened in the NFL recently, man, in the last couple of years, We've seen more and more rookie receivers come in and make huge impacts on their team. That didn't used to be the case. It used to be the the common thought was because they play in simplified offenses in college, because they don't see the coverages, because all you know you, you don't see the rookies making impacts. Well, last year shoots they didn't even have preseason games, and you look at the years that Jerry Judy had and and Jefferson had, and you know. Every one of the guys that we talked about in the draft, lead up to the draft, really, you know, played well 
you know, different levels of well, but well, I would have never said Jefferson was going to have the year he was going to have. And certainly they're pretty cheap when they're on those rookie contracts. The, the league, uh, sorry, Jeff, the league has evolved so much in the last five years. I was listening to a, a podcast a podcast last week where years ago you wanted your tr- traditional quarterback who stands in the pocket. Now you also have to be a quarterback that can run. It's no longer show me the cook. I want the chef. I want a bit of everything in the quarterback. And it's the same with players coming out at wide receiver. They're now schooling them from the schools into the colleges, into the pros. So it's more of a natural fit coming into the league now. Yeah, the, the game the game has – it's interesting when we talk about how the game has changed. What the game has changed to be is much more like college football as opposed to college football morphing to be the NFL game. The NFL game has morphed to the college game. And as you see more and more of the quarterbacks come in that we see in college football, mobile guys, one-read guys, then again, the receivers that have played in those systems – can play at a higher level faster than, you know, look, look at the Patriots. I mean, they've got a very involved, you got to be able to read coverage. You got to have, well, it's tough to find receivers who can do that. But in some of the other offenses where it's, you know, it's, it's not that complex. These young receivers are able to come in and make an impact right away. Colin, if you're a jar, what's your thoughts? Obviously not Colin. Um, I I I like him, but I don't know if I would put him in that Allen Robinson. Like uh, to me, uh, Robinson is absolutely elite. I don't know if he. I put him in that the the very very good, maybe not great. Maybe he can make make the leap, and that's just uh, you know a personal preference on on my point, and that's what makes this game great. Um, he will absolutely have suitors, but to me, um, I don't know if he is in that. You know, um, he game changer in the way that say you know stefan diggs is the way that i i feel robinson can be if he had that qb play i think he's a very very good player um but the the real game changers who who can turn a game who in in your favor um uh, they i don't know if he if he's one of them um you know when you look at say what the bucks did last year in free agency and the guys they brought in they brought in all of the game changers in in every position they seem to bring in a game changer i just don't know if kenny is in that mold but that doesn't mean he's not going to make a difference uh wherever he ends up next season Time will tell. Time will tell. Jeff, I've got one more question for you, man, before we let you go, because I know you're back home in Hawaii and, you know, you're not really like, you know, you're, you're in lockdown, but it's, it's a bit more open out there and, and you're obviously enjoying your time after a very hard working season over in the UK. Jeff, I have to ask you about Seattle, man. There's so much going on with Seattle at the mm. minute. It's just like, honestly, where, where do you start? I mean, they're, they're not going to tag Chris, they're not going to tag Chris Carson and they're not going to tag Griffin. Just, What's your thoughts on that, Jeff? If you're a Seahawks fan in the UK or, or, or Europe, should you be concerned about their path forward at the minute? Well, I, I tell you, I think it even goes beyond that because Carlos Dunlap's not going to get tagged. I mean, so here's a guy that you bring in halfway through the year and to get uh, to help your pass rush, and he makes a definitive impact. I mean, you look at the numbers. I don't. You can use any analytic measurement you want to, but he made a huge impact in that defense. And you're going to let him walk out the door, apparently. So, you know, this is this is interesting. I, I think Seattle's really—it's kind of a 
it's kind of a really, really, really interesting year offseason in Seattle because Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson were so at one time were so in sync, were so on the same page, were so almost like if you heard Russell Wilson talk and shut your eyes, you'd think you were hearing Pete Carroll. And if you heard Pete Carroll talk and shut your eyes, you'd think you were hearing Russell Wilson. And now all of a sudden you start to get these little smokes billows coming out of Seattle about unhappy with the protection, unhappy with the fact that he brought plays to the head coach and was dismissed, unhappy with the offensive coordinator, unhappy, you know, and, and then again, you're letting good. I mean, you can't argue with their success, right? Because they've been a playoff team for, you know, basically 10 years, but Man, oh man, oh man! If I'm a Seattle fan, I got some quick, serious concerns about you know our direction, and you know again, that's one of the reasons why the off season is the off season. You're on mute. Sorry, sorry, boys. Sorry, Carl. I was gonna say, Colin, you're obviously a big Pete Carroll fan, massive Pete Carroll fan. <laughs> Look, Pete Carroll's done a great job. My issues with Pete Carroll stem back to his USC days and he got out of town when, you know, things went a bit wrong there and he never had to answer for some of the stuff that went on. That's my issue with Pete Carroll. I'm totally upfront about that. Pete Carroll as a head coach, he's done a, a heck of a job. But if I'm Russell Wilson, I got hit 40 plus times last year. Nothing is surer to shorten my career um, than, than that. And, uh, I think he's he's tired of it. Uh, I I don't I still don't know if he's looking for a divorce. I think he might be looking for more of a say in what's going on up there. Um, but uh, I guess we're we're going to see what uh, what happens over the the next few weeks. You know, guys, you're you're talking about how the NFL has changed, right? And I think what we're seeing and hearing out of Seattle is going to be much more the norm now in the NFL than not the norm. And what I'm talking about is players being outspoken about what they want. And, you know, it's just the reality of coaching players today. And I think with all of the, you know, all of the things that have happened on the social injustice issue and players recognizing all of a sudden that they have a voice and that they can use their voice and they're empowered to use their voice, you know, it's it's a different day and age where you would never hear a player come out and particularly a quarterback who's getting paid the more most money on the team to be critical of the scheme or a coach or whatever. So it's a it's a new age we're in. Is is he looking at other quarterbacks around the league as as you say? And I suppose they're getting more of a say in the situation. Tom Brady. I was reading a great story last week on Drew Brees going into the playoffs where. Sean Payton has the playbook. 50 players called, 46 black dots on the players. They're the players that Drew Brees wanted for the game. And, and then when they reversed it and flipped it to Seattle, none of that type of situation happens. Literally, he's handed the playbook in advance of the game. He doesn't get a say in what's being called. Well, see, that's really, that's, really, that's really interesting to me because the reality, and this has been, God, fellas, this has been 20, 25 years that – you know, I've been in professional football over 30 years, and I think 25 years of it, I've talked to offensive coaches, and they all would go to their quarterback and say, okay, now, what are you comfortable with? What do you like best? 
you know, in every, and then you would go through every situation and you would say, okay, this formation, this motion, this personnel group, this play, all of that. So that as the play caller, because particularly when a quarterback gets off, off sync, when he, when he, you know, off schedule, you need to get him back and you want to, you want to call things that he likes to have so that you can help him get comfortable. And so it's shocking to me that if, if Seattle didn't do that with Russell Wilson, because that's been done in football since, you know, 20, like I say, 25 years. Jeff, I'd love to get your, your thoughts on um, big day in uh, down in Tampa Bay. Uh, they, they got the, the, you know, firstly, they, they franchise uh, tag Godwin. Um, and I suppose they had the big three. There was Godwin, there was Levante David, and there was Shaq Barrett. They get the contract now done with Levante David. So really, I suppose the choice, they knew that was coming. The choice was franchise tag Godwin or franchise tag Shaq Barrett. They went with Godwin. Is, is that, to me, maybe that's a little bit surprising. Do you think that it's, is, it, is that a positional thing, getting a wide receiver rather than an edge rusher? Because it seems like edge rushers are such a premium. Or is it an age thing that Godwin is only 25 and Shaq is heading towards always 28, almost 29? I think there are a lot of factors when you when you talk about who gets the tag and who doesn't get the tag and how you choose to use your money and all of those things. I think, you know, some some of it, Godwin had come out and said that he would be fine having the tag put on it. Okay, that's so that may play into this too, because you know, we've seen in the past when guys don't want the tag, how that, you know, look at Ngakwe and what happened in, in Jacksonville. So he has said that he he would be comfortable with the tag. Now, that gives them the flexibility to put their attention and their resources on Barrett and then maybe come back to Godwin because, again, they can do that all the way to training camp. So let's, let's do a hypothetical. So Godwin gets the tag. You stay, you continue negotiations with his agent about what it's going to take to get him done while you attack Barrett as a priority now. And then if you can get Barrett done, you may not be able to do Godwin, but you've got Godwin on the cap, I mean, on the tag, and he's comfortable. If you can't get Barrett done, now you can take that money and go back in and negotiate with Godwin to try and get a deal done for him or take that money and go to free agency. So I think the Bucks are doing the right thing here with this deal, and I think it's all part of the drama and intrigue and you know stuff that we'll continue to talk about all winter and spring. It's, it's definitely not a bad problem to have, Jeff, is it? The, what Tampa Bay have at the minute, no? <laughs> no you, never, you, you never can have too many players. Jeff, I'm, I'm conscious of the fact, man, that, that you're going to go and, and bask in the sunshine now. But uh, look, <laughs> the, the last time that you were on was the Super Bowl. Uh, it's great to have you back on again. I hope you're doing well. Obviously, check out Inside the Huddle with yourself and Nita every Thursday, Jeff. And then yep. Coffee with Coach every Tuesday, I think, isn't it? Every, yep. every Tuesday. and I'm going to tell you something. Every Tuesday, Coffee with Coach with you and uh every thursday i'm with neil and we're doing inside the huddle for sky sports which is a great show and i'm gonna tell you something guys i have got to tell you i'm big fans of what you guys are doing and i'm watching your thing take off and it's really really a cool thing to watch you know guys who really care about ball and really know you know know their stuff when they talk and seeing how the reaction that you're getting around the world and that mess that little bit of bombshell that you're going to drop tonight will truly be a rich rich moment in the history of the irish nfl podcast 
Man, I appreciate it. Like, honest to God, we, I'm probably speaking for all of us here, massively appreciate your support. We'll definitely come over whenever this pandemic's over, hit some waves. Colin is paying for the flights and we'll get that Wi-Fi in the kitchen. And Jeff, we, chat soon. We, appreciate you. We, yeah. we got plenty of room. You guys are all welcome. <laughs> See you before the draft, Jeff. All, Thanks, all the best. Yeah, Thanks, Jeff. Bye, guys. Right here. Look, Jeff, Jeff Reinbold, the man, the myth, the legend. What a guy. Jeff, thank you. Appreciate you, man. Um, lads, there's that much stuff going on in the NFL at the minute. And we're just going to jump on it now. We've got about 10 minutes. Uh, lads, well, obviously, you know, as a flavorist, hi, call my Brian. <laughs> Brian, I'm I'm already tired. The amount of tweets that we've got today from Messrs. Yeah, Palacero yeah. is... Yeah, you're, you're liking the alerts, aren't you? Yeah, it's been a busy day. Plenty of teams tagging players. But, uh, yeah, like the tag has changed so much from years past where players don't want to get tagged and teams don't want to use the tag. Now it's a case of tagging them because there's no alternative. You don't want to lose the player and you want to get that opportunity to negotiate a deal with them. And as, as Jeff saluted to you, it gives yourself a little bit of leeway, you know, a couple of months to try to get a deal done. So um, there's a lot of teams who tag players, but I don't think the player nor the team will be concerned about it because both people want to get deals done. So it's moved on from years ago where you get players who are just a bit disgruntled a bit on the tag. Carl, any other tags stand out for you uh, at the minute? Um, well, the... the I suppose the a piece that's interesting a little bit is that um, obviously, look, Dak got they got that contract done, but Dak shares the same agent as Justin Simmons and as Bud Dupree. Uh, all of them played on the tag last year, and this year we now see that uh, Dak gets the deal, Justin Simmons gets the tag, and Bud is heading to free agency. Uh, so I, I think, uh, you know, Todd France, uh, is he, you know, he likes to, to roll the dice maybe a little bit and see, uh, see what happens. Um, Bud Dupree obviously had that injury, um, last year and look, the, the Steelers are searching down the back of the couch to, to find money, um, in any way, which way that they can. So that was probably part of the reason why, um, they haven't franchise, uh, tagged him, um, um, you know, the Broncos hope to get it done with Simmons. But I just thought that was interesting that he had the three guys last year who laid on the tag. Uh, and this year, each of them are finding themselves in a, you know, uh, he's got he's got one done and, and trying to obviously get the Simmons deal done. Brian, I know it was a very emotional day last day. It was just yesterday for everybody. It doesn't matter if you were in Ireland or in the UK. But when I was sitting in bed last night and I seen the Doc Prescott news, I had one reaction. Hold up, wait. Wait a minute. Actually, boys, yeah. breaking news. Hold up, wait a minute. Hold up, wait. Look, 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 look at this. Oh. Look who decides to turn up. Uh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, Mark. <laughs> what, what, what time do you call this? Um, I, I'm sorry, I was um, trying to hunt down the person that scalped you, so I was a bit dis distracted. Well, actually, <laughs> just on that, just on that, there's a question in from D. McAvoy, wants to know who cut your hair, Michael. Do you want to enlighten us? Is there actually a question from somebody? Do you know yeah, what, if people are asking questions, questions then? I, th I think I know, I think I, I checked it out, I think it was Hawkeye, wasn't it, last of the Mohicans? Mark, seriously? Are, are, are you actually going to start? I mean, I can understand Colin, 
But I mean, really, really, Mark? Boys, look. Three words. Pulling it off. And, and I have no other no other words to say in regards to that there. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy enough. Mark, has, 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 has anything uh, tickled your fancy in, in the current uh, NFL news this week? I mean, we've pretty much talked about everything, to be honest, by the way. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I know I'm joining late, so I'm sure you've covered off uh, Dak to, to death uh, in, in that regard. I mean, the, the, the only thing I'd add to that is, uh, dear Eagles fans, I feel sorry for you. Because whilst Dak's uh, cap hit this season will now be at around 22 million, I think it's 22.9 million, your cap hit for the Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz will be around 33.1 million US dollars. Um, Obviously, as a Pats fan, excited or interested at least to see Trent Brown coming back to the Pats, uh, which has been reported generally today in exchange. Fifth round pick going over, seventh round pick coming back, so kind of a net sixth. if that pans out, I mean, he's going to go down as like the ultimate Pat sleeper agent in terms of how they fleeced a couple of teams then in relation to draft compensation. So that's interesting to see. And of course, the tags that have all been applied. Brandon Sheriff stands out for me in, in Washington, a fantastic guard there. Um, the Washington are holding on to with a vice like grip, Dan Schneider's cold, dead hands um, holding on to him, a bit like he tried holding on to Kirk Cousins uh, for a couple of years there. But uh, and also safeties. You, you talked about Justin Simmons, but also Marcus Mayer, the Jets, being tagged, uh, which makes yeah. sense. But it will make for an interesting viewpoint in safety land in free agency and draft for those teams that need help there. So it lots it and lots do. and lots happening. It's getting exciting. Feels like it's nearly September again already. Uh, I mean, look, lads, I, I started to watch Your Honor last night. And, you know... I had plans tonight to, you know, binge a few episodes. Talking about talking about New Orleans, uh, there there is a man that hasn't retired yet, boys, and I think this is going to be my reaction if he doesn't retire. What? What? Uh, can I just apologise to Oprah and also CBS for using that? But uh, we have to use it, boys. I mean, look, you know, it's good, it's good crack, no? Yeah, you're certainly killing it with it, anyway. <laughs> Okay, so sorry, just just to confirm before we start talking about the Saints, who made that comment about my hair? Out of interest, uh, uh, D McAvoy. That would, that would be the person with the least hair here. Yes, that would be me. Yes. Okay, boys, Breeze hasn't retired yet. It is getting a bit strange that it has been announced, especially leading up to free <laughs> We're in March. I mean, Colin, what did the Peyton Manning retire? Okay, granted, okay, it was the start of March, but like, it was, it, like, I mean, we're getting late now, we're not, no? Look, I, uh, but who's he going to throw the ball to? The the kids that Peyton made that Saturday Night Live sketch with? Um, the, if you are drafted by the Saints this year, you are playing. I mean, if if you want to play in this league, get yourself drafted by, by the Saints, because they're not going to have any anybody left. They've made a rake of cuts already, and they're still about 50 million to find. Um, so I I think uh, I would be enormously surprised if Drew Brees uh, comes back. Uh, he should, you know, right off into the sunset and whatever he chooses to do afterwards, whether it's on TV, whether it is coaching or whether it is just enjoying retirement. Uh, I think that that is the way to go. Uh, no one wants to, to see him come back and, and take another um, hit where, what, 13 broken ribs? Was that what it yeah. was? Yeah, that, yeah. that, no, that's just not fun. 
Well, so I, I hear it's I hear it's nice to retire in 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 LA at the moment, boys. I hear it's nice to retire away from public image in in Los Angeles. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Oh, Mark, you want to make a point? Well, no, I was just going to say when you when you get into your forties, as Brian would know about it, you know those injuries mount up and it, it starts to hurt a little bit more. But and a slightly more serious note, I was going to say I can't agree with Colin. It is like the vultures in the Jungle Book circling the carrion of the Saints team at the moment because they know there's more to be traded and to cut, and it's a case of just looking and rubbing their hands quickly with who's coming. He he's actually been spending a lot of time out in Hawaii because he's he's. He's building for a retirement home out there. But, Michael, do you think he'd play for a million next year, do you? I think he'd play for free. I don't, I don't think, think he cares so. anymore. He was on 25 million for the year. He's taken a 24 million reduced salary to allow the Saints to, again, bring the cap down. That can't be reversed. So there's no way he's coming back and playing for a million. So I wonder, is there anybody in Ireland he could speak to about that, maybe? No, he's not coming back. It's it's done. Just it'll It'll play itself out. Time, time will tell. Time will tell, boys. I think you know. Granted, we're you know we're we're obviously planning to go out live on Friday night. We've got a big show tomorrow night. Uh, should we leave it there? Should, is there anything else we want to talk about, or do you want to save it for Friday night? I'll save it off for Friday night. There's a few days ahead. Can I? Yeah. Can I just say the only way we're going live over the next two or three days is if Deshaun Watson himself is traded. I am not going live unless anything happens. Uh, maybe my hair will grow back by then. Yeah, if Deshaun Watson yeah, gets traded, I'll even turn up on time, Michael. How about that? Maybe, yeah. Like Jeff Ryan comes on and Mark just platters in after. Oprah wasn't happy. It's, it's, it's the same as it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman. You, you'll never see me and Jeff in the same room at the same time. You know, there's, there's secret identity going on there. Fair enough, fair enough. And that, on that note. On that note, uh, check us out on Ponda Arena. You can search for the Irish NFL show on all good podcast forms. I want to apologize again to Oprah. I want to thank to everybody that's commented tonight. Big show tomorrow night at 9 o'clock? 9 or 10 o'clock. We happen to, oh, wait, wait, hold on. Who's playing in the Champions League tomorrow night? I don't think it really matters. 9 o'clock tomorrow evening. 9 o'clock tomorrow evening. Yeah, all good. Big show, 9 o'clock. We'll see you then. All the best, boys. Have a good day.